Hello, and welcome back to The Middle of Medicine. My name is Aubrey Jones. And I'm Peter Jones. This is episode 11, and today we kind of decided to take a bit of a, of a different turn from the last couple of episodes because it's been, we've been talking about burnout and that's kind of hard to talk about, and disclaimer, we know this is not the solution <laughs> to burnout by any means, but we wanted to talk about self-care because that's kind of the only thing we've really got to combat burnout, even though, again, we know it's not the solution, but it's all we've got right now. <laughs> well, you know, and we spent some time uh, last time talking about how this isn't the solution, and mm -hmm. personal solutions to systemic problems are never going to be sustainable or effective, and we recognize that. But like you said, at the same time, this is like all we have <laughs> is self-care. Plus, yeah. you know, let's be honest, self-care is a good thing for everybody to uh, kind of... Uh, participate in and yeah. we all have the responsibility to take care of ourselves and so you know we kind of thought it might be a good idea for us just to share what are some of the things we do for self-care and hopefully anybody who's listening that'll encourage them to ask that question of themselves what are they doing for their own self-care is it working if it is great if it isn't maybe they can get some ideas from what we're going to talk about things that they can incorporate into their self-care regimen because you mm -hmm. got to have a self-care regimen. You can't just, yeah. you, you know, you can't you, just go through life without something like that. No. And just like cross your fingers and hold on to your butt <laughs> hope and hope best. it's going to work. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, I'll have you start off because I've got a couple, couple things in my head. I, I will, I will kind of, collect my thoughts while you go first. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So when I was getting ready for this, I kind of broke it down into sort of uh, three big categories for me. And mm -hmm. the first was kind of hobbies, things like that. Yeah. The second was sort of physical self-care. And then the final is, is sort of mental slash emotional self-care. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about hobbies. Um, the first thing that I would say that I absolutely use for self-care is music. Mm -hmm. you know, I am a huge music fan. Uh, anyone who has listened to my other podcast, uh, The Middle of Culture with my brother, mm -hmm. music is something that comes up frequently there. In fact, our yeah. very first episode was kind of a rundown of our favorite music of uh, 2021. Yeah. And, you know, he, uh, Braden and I both have very strong feelings about music and things. And so, um, music is really important to me. Uh, I listen to it a lot. I listen to it on my own. Uh, I listen to it when I'm reading. I listen to it, uh, when I'm you know, maybe doing dishes or cleaning up around the house. Uh, I listen to it at work. You know, I have some speakers in my office. I even have a pair of headphones in my office that if I have a few minutes in between patients, I'll go ahead and throw those on and listen to music there. Uh, I listen to music in the operating room. Part of the reason we do it there is um, to just kind of fill the silence. <laughs> and I don't know if the silence is awkward because we're all so used to having music there or, right. or what. Yeah, um, but 
you know, it's weird. It's weird yeah. if I start doing surgery because we always turn the music off when we have our timeout. Uh huh. And for those who may not be aware, a timeout is a whole little um, codified procedure that you go through at the beginning of a surgery where you make sure that you identified the patient, the procedure, you've verified that the consent form is signed and correct, that they got their mm -hmm. pre-procedure antibiotics, that whatever we're doing to help prevent blood clots from forming, we've done that, that we have the mm -hmm. unnecessary equipment in the room and all this. It's kind of a safety walkthrough before we start the mm -hmm. procedure. And so because of that, you know, we want to make sure we've turned the music off, that it's right. a place where everybody who's in the room is listening and paying attention. Yeah. But sometimes then the nurse gets back on the computer and starts doing their charting thing and I start doing surgery and it's like, where's the music? <laughs> and so then I have to be like, um, could you please turn the music back on? Um, but it definitely is something that while I'm at work, I think it helps. It definitely yeah. helps put me in the zone. I have started now when I do vasectomies. It's a procedure that I do to guys who are awake in the clinic. <laughs> I bring a little Bluetooth speaker in with me and I tell them, I say, hey, I'm going to put on music to help distract you and to help get me in the zone. And they're like, okay, whatever you need to do for you. <laughs> Sounds so, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'd be know. awkward for them if it's like silent too. Like, of course you probably talk some, but you oh, kind of got to focus. No, so. I don't have to focus on a vasectomy. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> a vasectomy is one of those things that I was doing one to this guy one day and I'm looking at him and I'm just talking and he kind of says, um, you're, you're not looking. And I looked up <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is all feel I don't feel need right to look. Here. I'm like, this part of the procedure, it's all feel. I don't need to see what I'm doing. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very fair. I'm sure it helps them feel less awkward than if, if there's music playing in the background. For I think sure. so. I think it does. Um, you know, I, and we'll talk about this in just a minute, but what about you? Do you use music at all for, for self-care? Yeah. Sometimes I'll come home and if I'm like by myself, like my roommate's not home, even actually if she is home, <laughs> I'm like, something is off. Why is something feeling weird? And I'm like, oh, music, there's no music playing. I need to do that right now. Yeah. And I have two Bluetooth speakers who, um, who? they connect to each other. Um, and so my house is fairly small. I can put one in the living room, one in my room, and then fills the whole house. So. There you go. <laughs> but no, I definitely, definitely use music for pretty much everything. It definitely is a big form of my self-care as well. I use it at work mostly during night shifts when things tend to be a bit more chill and yeah. there's long periods of time where no one's talking. So I yeah. will put in an AirPod or something, um, especially if I'm sitting on a one-to-one -one at night. So I'm just watching the patient sleep. I will put an AirPod in, otherwise I will fall asleep. <laughs> uh -huh. So it's not only self-care, but also just to kind of keep me sane <laughs> during those long shifts. But yeah, no, for sure. I definitely, definitely use music in almost every area of my life. Yeah, It's kind of funny. Uh, I have some headphones that I use, and I don't personally usually use them for music. I use them more for um, spoken word, like podcasts or audiobooks. Mm -hmm. But they're uh, bone conduction headphones that kind of loop oh. around and go in front of my ears and sit mm -hmm. there. And the nice thing about those is then your ears don't have anything in them, so you can kind of hear what's going on around you. Yeah. And I turned on a few people at the hospital to this, and so there's like a couple of folks in the OR who literally just walk around with those on all day long. 
<laughs> and I think that That's it's awesome. like, like sometimes I, I just want to be like, so are you still, are you listening to something right now? Or do you just have them there ready to go whenever just you just in case, yeah, just in case. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing, you know, I, I love going to concerts and mm-hmm. uh, that was tough for the last couple of years during the pandemic, not being able yeah. to go to a concert. And so I've been to three in the last, oh gosh, month and a half or so. Um, there was two at the end of March and then I guess didn't have any in uh, April, but then last week had another one and uh, was lucky enough that you and uh, mm-hmm. your uh, your sibling both accompanied me to that one. And mm-hmm. it was uh, it was your first experience at a heavy metal concert. And not only yes. was it a metal concert, it was a thrash metal concert. And so uh, we <laughs> yep. went and we saw it was Death Angel, Exodus, and Testament. Mm-hmm. And having been to many different kinds of concerts, I've uh, been to, you know, some thrash, some traditional heavy metal, some doom, some death metal, some mm-hmm. uh, some things like that. I would say that the uh, the thrash shows are by far the craziest. Mm-hmm. Because there's just a specific energy to thrash metal that oh, yeah. uh, encourages people to go crazy and the <laughs> mosh pit goes wild. And uh, I think it was, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it Exodus who uh, uh, instigated the wall of death? Oh, yeah. They were like, you you know what's happening. Let's yeah, go. They're like, it's All wall right. of death time. <laughs> they're like, split, the, split it down the middle. Move to the side. Move to Pick the side. Pick a side. Come on. <laughs> so... Um, Having experienced that, why don't you tell us a little bit about <laughs> what you thought about this this metal concert <laughs> and then perhaps your insights as to why this is a form of self-care? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was definitely it was at the same what like the same time what I expected and also not what I expected. Like <laughs> it was just funny because you told me to wear earplugs and I've been to many concerts in my life and well not like many but I've been to many like places where the music is very very loud I danced for many many years where they would I would be sitting right next to a speaker that was blasting and so Uh you know my ears have been damaged a bit but you were like no like you're gonna need to bring earplugs and at first I was kind of like are you sure (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't think I'm going to need earplugs. And you were like, no, no, you, you need to, to bring earplugs. <laughs> so I bought earplugs and I put those in and I was like, if I did not have these in my ears right now, I would be crying because yes. it was so yes, you would. loud. And one of them was like kind of slipping out for part of it. So I took it out to fix it. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) it was like a complete shock. And I like jumped and I was like, whoa, I need to keep these right in my ears right now. (laughs) Oh yeah, it is. So it's very, very, very loud. And, but everyone, you could just tell everyone is just enjoying themselves. Everyone's head banging. Everyone's just, you know, jumping up and down. The mosh pit reminds me of little kids running around a trampoline in circles. And I love it. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And if someone's like falls, everyone's there to pick each other back up. And if someone gets a little too, you know, runs into people outside of the mosh pit, there's like five big dudes ready to like protect me at a moment's notice. <laughs> like yeah. They like immediately stick their arm out to make sure I, no one's going to run into me. And it's just, it was very obviously different music than I listened to, but I mean, I've listened to it a bunch with you. Right. So it wasn't, the music itself wasn't out of the ordinary for me. But the whole vibe, I was just like, this is, I like this a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fun because 
you know, the bands are encouraging everybody to, to get a little wild, get a little crazy. Right. But at the same time, the, the, I think all three of the lead singers made a point of like, you know, mentioning something about looking out up. for each other, picking yep, each other back keep up. Keep each other and, safe. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's funny because I talk to a lot of people and they ask me about these shows and ask about the mosh pit and stuff. And people have a very kind of distorted idea of mosh pits at heavy metal mm-hmm. concerts. And, and I'm going to sound like a total music snob slash elitist here. <laughs> I understand that. And I embrace that. And I am comfortable with that. But the place where you see mosh pits get dangerous are the not actual, like true metal concerts. So they're the concerts that are kind of metal adjacent, or again, here's the snob in me with the ones I like to call poser metal. You know, it's going to be stuff where it's like, (laughs) it's got guitars and, you know, it's kind of metal adjacent, but it was the stuff that's a little more mainstream because then Mm -hmm. you get a big group of people there who don't just understand the inherent ethics of a mosh pit because right. there are absolutely ethics in the mosh pit. Like yeah. you said, somebody goes down and everybody immediately like around them picks them up and makes sure they're okay before the mosh pit goes on. And we saw that happen yep. time and time again oh, yeah. last week. Like I every mean, song. Yeah. Like all the time. Again. And one of the guys who went with us, we were at kind of the edge of the mosh pit and a guy was coming around and hit him right in the balls. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> yeah. smacked him hard. And this friend of ours, he's like doubled over and stuff. And the guy was just there. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. And then he's totally like, he's like, let me buy you a beer. And you know, our friend was like, no, I'm cool. I'm I'm, all right. It's okay. But, but again, just this, like, you know, there was no like, ha ha sucker or that you sometimes see at Mm -hmm. shows where it's not like real metal bands. And they've got this big, this bigger audience of people who don't understand, Hey, in the mosh pit, we're here to get this stuff out of our system, mm-hmm. but we're here, you know, to we keep each other safe. Yeah. Too. We're not, we don't want to hurt anybody. And I yeah. mean, at one point somebody lost their phone and this dude in the middle of the mosh pit, like stands up and he's holding a phone above his head and waving it yep. around and, and everybody kind of stopped until whoever's phone it was, was like, Oh, that's mine. And they got it. And, mm-hmm, and then boom, exactly. it started going again. So yep. it's an incredibly cathartic experience. And yeah. No, it's very different than I expected. The mosh pit specifically. Yeah was very different it's fun it's fun and it's definitely something that i'm glad to have back in my life even though COVID isn't gone but it's changing and i think we're hopefully figuring out how we change accordingly so Mm -hmm. um, another kind of hobby of mine that i i do an okay job on and off and that is reading for fun you know we Mm -hmm. have to read a lot for school in your case to stay on top of things, making sure I'm reading articles, reading recent things like that. Uh, right. But, but sometimes you got to just read for fun, you know? Oh yeah. And, Absolutely. Um, I know you've always been a big reader. I mean, we've always yeah. kind of in our family had that as a value. I know at yeah. Christmas we always make sure uh, mm-hmm. and have for many years that everybody gets a book or a book series or something like yeah. that in their Christmas presents to encourage reading. Um, have you noticed is, is there, I mean, how is reading a, for fun, a form of self-care for you? That honestly, if anything is like the biggest form of self-care, it's probably reading for me. It's probably yeah. like number one. Cause I mean, I have found my absolute favorite book series ever and 
just like reading them and realizing how much I love them makes me just love reading even more. Yeah. And it's this book series that you got me when I was in like like a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. probably. And I read like you got me, I think, the first like three and I read the first three back in the day and then I kind of forgot about them and then when COVID hit, I read them again. And I was like, wait a second, these are so <laughs> good. And so I was like, I'm going to buy every single one because yeah. there's, I think, eight in the series. Yeah. And I bought every single one and I read all of it within like less than a month. And then I reread them and then I reread them again. And I'm on like, I'm rereading them again. It's probably my sixth time or oh, seventh wow. time rereading them. Nice. And... I will be forever grateful that you somehow picked those that one Christmas time because <laughs> I, I kind of got lucky. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, they're. I mean, I don't know if I said the name yet, but it's the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss, and it is just so so beautifully written, and all of the the values and the plots and the important morals of the story, I guess, um, that is in every single book is just so beautifully written and it just like hits me in my soul every time I read them yeah. and so that is um, they're very much a comfort series for me sure. and they're long enough each book is long enough that even though I do reread them over and over again I don't ever get bored because I am noticing new things or you know putting things together at the beginning that I didn't put together before you know stuff like that so it's still like keeping my mind engaged, but it's such a comfort series that I just love so much that I will read it as my self-care. I read pretty much every night. I'll bring it to work if I have a slow night shift. I will nice. read them. Um, yeah, basically, if I need something to do, I will sit and read, and I could read for hours and hours. So it is just like a recharge that I almost never want to leave when I get into reading. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I I move around a lot of different things. I have some things that I come back to, nothing I don't think quite that often. Yeah. Um, but it, it is. It's nice to have those things where it still engages you, but also mm-hmm. feels comfortable. That it's yeah. not a lot of work to spend time in that mm-hmm. world because you're familiar with it and things like that. Exactly, so. yeah. Yeah, and you've introduced me like because I love these books so much, then I'm like, oh, I want to find other series too, you know? So then uh-huh. I've branched out and I found my second favorite series, which is A Court of Thorns and Roses. I'm obsessed with them as well. <laughs> but then you have introduced me to Brandon Sanderson, which Little I'm Brando 99% Sando. sure you were about to bring up. <laughs> yep, that's um, exactly <laughs> And I've loved every book I've read of his so far too the yeah. um Mistborn and then I don't know what they call the second three with Wax and Wayne but anyway there's like the two different series that I've also loved that have become self-care for me as well well and just you know just this week I saw that uh, they released the cover for the upcoming fourth Wax and Wayne book so oh yeah there's a fourth one yep it is it is nigh that. it is nigh to being released sometime later this year so oh man yep oh man no, I agree. It's great to just have have that outlet, have that place where you can mentally just go to a different world and spend time mm-hmm. with characters that you care about, that you like, that 
and and that's you know again on my other show with Braden, that's one of the things we talk about a lot. That for me, for me to be invested in any sort of fictional entertainment, mm-hmm. it's all about the characters. I have to, I have to feel a connection to the characters. I have mm-hmm. to like the characters. I will use the Harry Potter books as an example of how important the characters are for me. You know, I read those with with Jess. I read them with you. I read them with Alex. And I tried to read them with Gareth. Mm -hmm. And we got about halfway through the fourth (laughs) book. And the older I've gotten and the more I've read them and the more J.K. Rowling opens her mouth slash uses her fingers and makes (laughs) me hate her, the harder it is for me to read those books. So I, unfortunately, we stopped. Gareth and I stopped about halfway through book four. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) But it was the characters that kept me coming back. Because even though there's Mm -hmm. lots of problems with her writing and there's problems with the world that she created and in so many ways that, again, the more I've read and everything, I look at it and go, geez, she is just such an amateur. Um, Oh, yeah. But I mean, who am I? I'm not, I'm not a billionaire who's written right. books, that, so <laughs> so I should just shut up. But but I read a lot of books, and I go, oh man, there's these other books that are way better. But right, like she you read nailed the characters. She nailed oh, yeah. the characters mm-hmm. for all their flaws and all the places where she did stupid things with them. I still really like some of those characters, and that's what made Absolutely. it so I can get back into to those worlds and you know, warts and all at least still find some level of enjoyment in them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and another one I'll mention briefly for me is video games and yeah. it's the same sort of thing. I look at, vi- I look mostly for video games where there's compelling stories and there's interesting characters. You know, my mm-hmm. favorite video game series of all time is the mass effect trilogy. Uh, yeah. I've played through all four. I mean, all three games at least four times which is a lot for me. I'm usually like right. a one and done sort of person, but mm-hmm. it's because I find the world interesting and I like the characters so much. In fact, I've been, I don't know, I've probably installed on one of my gaming PCs like a half dozen games in the last three days because I'm trying to find something that's going to scratch the Mass Effect itch without just reinstalling yeah. Mass Effect Legendary <laughs> Edition and playing through it for a fifth time. Which is probably going to be what I end up doing. (laughs) But again, it's a world that I find interesting with characters that I just really, really enjoy. So the same thing as, Mm -hmm. as books. And, and then that spills over into like movies and TV for me, you know? Yeah. Um, You don't have a ton of time with school and work and everything, but uh, you know, what kind of movies, TV, how do you find that helps you? Yeah, so it's it, I'm finding it's kind of all the same theme. It's kind of enough that it's going to engage my brain, but not too much that stresses me out. There are times when, like, I want to watch a TV show that will stress me out because it's, like, you know, one of the new Marvel ones. I'll watch every Marvel, new Marvel thing that will come out, I will watch. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm doing it with the intention of self-care, I'll watch one that I have seen before that's, like, a comfort show or TV, sure, sure. you know, for me. Um, cause again, it's enough engaging that I'm not thinking about everything else in my life or whatever. It's just kind of a zone out and I can just enjoy the story. And I know we've said this probably a million times to each other, but like Thor Ragnarok is like the perfect, perfect yes. comfort movie for me. Yes. Literally it hits all the boxes. It's one of my favorite Avengers, one of my favorite actors in the entire Marvel cinematic universe. And it's just such a fire movie. It is it just really funny. Is. And it, 
oh, I just it's love funny. It. <laughs> it's got heart. The characters are all great Incredible. and progress through the story yes. in ways mm-hmm. that are meaningful. Yep. The growth yep. is amazing. The soundtrack, <laughs> oh, yeah. the like, epic moments that just make you like punch your fist in the air. Like, <laughs> uh, Have you seen the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, the full one that released? No, I haven't oh, yet. You've got to watch it when we're done. I know about. I need to. It's so good. It's so good. And then I have a funny story about that that I'll tell you off air because it, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would require a little bleeping of, <laughs> of things. Yeah. But anyway, those are definitely... Um, just so, so good for me. Another one that's kind of surprising that's become self-care for me is um, WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Because it's not as, like, funny, you know, and, like, right. super comfort, but it's not so stressful because, like, I know what happens. Sure. <laughs> so it's not so stressful that I'm, like, on the edge of my sheet, uh, seat, like, um, like white-knuckled or anything like that. Yeah. But I love Scarlet Witch, and I love Vision, and I love their story together and their like growth together and I love what they've done with Scarlet Witch and everything in the MCU and so I've rewatched it probably four times and oh, wow. it's only been out for like a year. <laughs> I actually binged the entire thing in one night shift the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying because my patient was completely asleep. She wasn't moving. I, there was nothing to be done. And so I literally watched the entirety of WandaVision and the behind the scenes documentary of how they made it <laughs> all in one night shift. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, so I keep it me, downloaded in case I have that free time. <laughs> Hawkeye was kind of like that for me. I haven't gone back to watch it again, mm-hmm. um, but it was it was fun. It felt a little lighter. It didn't, mm-hmm. you know, all these things about it that because I'm like you, my big thing is my entertainment. It it has to be it has to be kind of fluffy. It just really yeah. does. I mm-hmm. mean, and people always you know will ask me about it at work and. My nurse practitioner, she's really into darker, more gritty, you know, sometimes graphic, serious things. And she'll often ask me about, oh, I watched this documentary series on Netflix or whatever, and it was really good. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not watching. Like, look, I don't watch reality TV. First of all, it's not reality. Second of all, like literally the only reality TV stuff that I watch is lighthearted, um, you know, Brit, your youngest brother and I, we watched Lego masters. Okay. Yeah. We're watching or people like the build great British Legos. baking show or exactly the great British bake off. That's like the yeah. perfect thing for me because right. it's not too intense. It's not really that competitive in terms of people aren't being cutthroat with each other or anything right. like They're just, that. Everyone's just kind of sitting and baking some, some British goods. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, that's kind of my thing. That's what I'm going for is I'm like, yeah. all right, you know, give me, give me something easy. Give me something relaxing like that. And yeah, no, I completely agree. And it spills over. Like I can't, I don't have any interest in watching horror movies. Because I don't need something that's going to make me feel stressed in a time I'm trying to not feel stressed. I feel stressed right. enough during the day yeah, exactly. that my self-care shouldn't induce a different kind of stress. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, no, I completely agree. I definitely have to... It's kind of surprising that I love WandaVision so much because it gets kind of stressful near the end, but... But mostly my self-care consists of kind of just like mindless 
comfortable. Like one of the TV shows I love is New Girl. There is no high stakes in it. It's just like a funny little short show. You know, it's not anything that's going to stress me out every time an episode, you know, I watch an episode or whatever. So that is definitely for sure. I, I pick my entertainment where <laughs> I, it's, it's just enough to engage me, but not enough to stress me out. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. That is totally the way I feel about it. So, so, you know, hobby, hobbies are important. Having something that we're doing outside of work is important, but I think we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally as well. So, I know that you've been really good about this. Why don't you tell us about kind of what are some things that you do to help with your physical health and how do you feel like that's helped you? Yeah. So my biggest thing is I lift six days a week. Um, You actually got me into this back probably almost a year ago because after I graduated high school um, and stopped dancing because I graduated, um, I wanted to get into strength training and stuff. And so you got me on this fancy app, um, which is great. I love it. (laughs) That will make all the the workouts for you and stuff. And I've been pretty consistent ever since June, last June. Um, I've been lifting pretty much six days a week. And now that I have a really great gym down here at the U, I'll, I go to the gym every day for probably about an hour and do heavy strength training, which is honestly like out of everything that keeps me sane is probably the gym. <laughs> yeah. Um, just cause it, I mean, scientifically <laughs> it helps <laughs> you with, um, anxiety and all that kind of thing it, all that kind of stuff like movement really helps at least me with my anxiety and oh yeah um that sort of thing and just getting it out in movement and sweat and getting your heart rate up and blood pumping is obviously there's a lot of benefits to it um but it it mostly is for me mentally i love seeing my my physical growth as well obviously it's really good to it's really good for me but um it also is really, really good for me mentally um, because there is one hour every day where I am literally working on myself and I'm not worried about anyone else and I'm not thinking about anyone else or anything else and I'm literally taking one hour to like better myself physically and mentally. Yeah. And so it is, it is a huge, huge thing for me for my self-care. Absolutely. And it's been tough for me this last week just because I got sick and I just haven't had the energy um, to work out. And I can definitely feel the lack of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we have a Peloton, we have two Pelotons, um, (laughs) you know, we have a Pelot, we got to, because I think for all of us, when everything shut down during the pandemic as well, that was a huge, huge thing for us all. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And being able to, to use that, to, uh, to exercise, to, like you said, kind of get our hearts pumping and get that blood Mm -hmm. flowing and and release those endorphins. Those, all of those Mm -hmm. things are just so important that, um, it, it is, it is difficult to overstate the benefits, both physical and mental from regular physical exercise. Mm -hmm. And 
I can absolutely feel when I'm not as good about doing it as mm -hmm. I should be. I can tell a huge difference in, in me, how I feel in, you know, mentally, how I feel like I can handle things emotionally, right. all aside from the physical. But at the same right. time, physically, I sleep better when mm -hmm. I'm exercising regularly. Just feeling that, you know, you've used your body in that physical way. Right. It makes a huge difference. And Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so like you said, you know, we've used Peloton. Uh, we still use that here at home. But uh, it was a little over a year ago that I think it was on a podcast that I listened to. Uh, Fitbod was the sponsor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, let me check it out. And, you know, I've lifted uh, weights before many times and, right. you know, done classes in high school and college and everything there. And, and I've followed a few different programs. But the nice thing that I found about Fitbod, and this is going to sound like this is a uh, – an advertisement. It is not though. Hey, if not. Fitbod wanted to uh, Fitbod advertise with us, please sponsor us. Be like, hey, we will we will take your money and continue to say good <laughs> things. But this is not. This is a purely unsolicited thing. But I freaking love it. Like it is yeah. so great because the way you can customize it and say, well, here's the equipment I have access to. Here's my experience with weightlifting. Here are my goals. Here's mm -hmm. how many weight days a week I want to work out. Here's how long here's I want to work out. Yep. And here's how I want to split it. Total body versus upper lower versus, you know, what you and I, I think both do, which is a push pull leg split. So mm -hmm. theoretically we're doing push type exercises twice a week, pull twice a week, legs twice a week. Mm -hmm. so you can go in there and you can set this all up and then you just basically tap go. Mm -hmm. And there you go. You don't have to think about it. You open yep. up the app. Here's your workout for the day. Here's the exercises you're doing. Here's the weights that you're, you're using for each set. And here's the number of reps and the number of sets. And it's so easy to add in an exercise, to take one out, to modify one, it, yeah. to do all sorts of things to it, that it just removes all of those mental barriers to being mm -hmm. able to, to work out. And lifting weights, doing strength training can be intimidating because yeah. there's equipment involved and it's doing things that people may not be familiar with. Right. And this just makes it so easy. And then, I mean, yep. they've got the nice little videos and everything. So right. if you Tells don't know you how, how to do it. yeah, if you, if you don't know how to do a specific exercise, great, go down, watch the video and it explains it and then has a video of somebody doing it. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it is great. Uh, it is probably, it is out of all the different things I've ever tried in the many years that I've lifted weights and done strength mm -hmm. training, it is hands down, I think the best. And mm -hmm. I, yeah. I mean, you use it. Um, Alex uses it. I've got your mom Jessica using uses it. it. Jessica, yep. I've got people at uh, work that I've told about who yep. use it. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. again, hey, Fitbot, if you're listening, I've probably <laughs> sold at least a half dozen subscriptions for you. So, you know, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, yep. but, but really, like, all of that aside, no, it's it, amazing. It is an excellent app and mm -hmm. super motivating, super empowering, and enabling. Yeah, and it, and it tracks that. your it tracks your progress. So you can see your different like personal records and see how far you've come. Oh yeah. Um, for months, and it it is just really really good to see, especially to see my overall progress as well. It's just yeah. really really great. I love it. Love yep, it. I do too. It's it is excellent, and I'm sure that there's other things that are similar to it, uh, but I haven't ever found any one that for me was mm -hmm. as customizable while at the same time being just as robust with so many different yeah. options and so many different things that just 
uh, it's great. So huge fan yeah. and, and no question that doing that combination of whether it's riding the bike or even yoga with a Peloton or, and then that combination of, of strength training for me is, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, a, it's so important to kind yeah. of have that balance. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to mention about kind of physical health and physical self-care? Um, I just, with my self-care, again, my biggest thing for it to be self-care is that it doesn't stress me out and that I enjoy it. Yeah. And so when it comes to like eating food and stuff, I, as my self-care, I, I try to not worry about it a lot because that stresses me out <laughs> and that's <laughs> sure. counterproductive. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, and like something that's my self care is I just make sure I get enough protein in the day and then bam, I feel good. Cause I feel full and I feel, um, I'm can recover from my workouts and, um, I feel like I've taken care of myself cause I've gotten enough protein. Yeah. And when I feel like I've taken care of myself, that in turn takes care of myself mentally. It kind of goes in a circle. Um, but yeah, mostly just the gym and, um, making sure I get enough protein in a day is like my biggest, biggest self-care thing for me. Nice. Yeah. Another one that's really important that I think could actually end up being a topic in and all of itself. And that is sleep. Uh, yes. And yep. I definitely, uh, had a realization a while ago that I, uh, absolutely suffer from insomnia. And yes, you do. I could have told you that well, 10 years ago. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I just didn't really realize that it was actually true insomnia until one day I was away from home and I didn't have my whole little routine. I was in a hotel uh -huh, for something. Your whole setup. I didn't have my whole little routine and I slept mm -hmm. terrible, which I knew that that was the case. I always do when I'm, when I, and, and it was after that, that I was like, Oh, <laughs> I have insomnia and I have just <laughs> developed a routine to deal with it at home. So anyway, yep. we'll talk about sleep another time. Cause I think that that's again, mm -hmm. a whole topic in and of itself, but let's wrap this up oh, by yeah. talking about kind of mental health uh, slash emotional health. Mm -hmm. I know that you previously mentioned meditation. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about your experience with meditation. Yeah, so I <laughs> am really bad at keeping it consistent. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I have found <laughs> that when I do meditate, I feel like I can kind of slow myself down. Because obviously, I mean, I've said this a million times, but I suffer from extreme clinical anxiety throughout <laughs> my day-to-day -day life. And a way to deal with that is um, slowing down and breathing. And like, I mean, obviously, I, there's a lot of thinking uh, routines I have to do in my head to talk me out of my anxiety. But meditating is like something that really, really helps because it's practicing slowing down and breathing and just like looking internally at yourself and being like, okay, hey, what do I need? And how can I use my breath to kind of fix that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and my therapist encourages me to do it, even though I forget 99% of the time. But when I do do it, it's, it's really, really good for me. 
and yeah. I can feel the effects in my day-to-day life. I feel more calm. I feel more relaxed. I feel like I can kind of handle things better, and I can I use them to fall asleep sometimes. Um, I use the Peloton ones mostly because their voices are really satisfying in my head. If someone yep. has a really annoying voice, I cannot listen to their meditation. <laughs> nope, I agree with you. That's why there are certain Peloton instructors I can't meditate with. Yes, yes, agreed, agreed. But there are a few of them who have their very nice, soothing voices. I love the guided meditation, and I love the like Anna Greenberg. I just have to say I Anna Greenberg's love... voice. <sighs> oh, she's so good. And surprisingly, you would never guess it if you've ever done a ride with him. But Cody, Cody Rigsby, <laughs> he's great. I know he like turns down seventeen notches for the meditation, but I yep. love it. <laughs> Yep. The versatility is incredible, but yeah. So basically I, I should do it more often, but it is a really, really good way of self-care for me because I can slow down and really look internally at myself and just see how I'm actually feeling. And if I kind of go throughout my day and I'm feeling really tense and just kind of anxious about everything, like meditating is kind of like, you can kind of reflect on how your day was, kind of yeah. reflect on on what's going on. And then use your breath to kind of ease all the tension. So, Absolutely. And, and I'm with you in that I don't do it nearly often enough. And when I do do it, I always think to myself, gosh, I should do this more often. Um, Me too. <laughs> but, and here's the thing, as sort of scientists, which I think mm-hmm. we, we believe ourselves to be, yeah. I mean, the amount of data to support mindfulness and meditation is, mm-hmm. it is vast. This yeah. is not some sort of pseudoscience hippy dippy thing. No, there is, right. there is, there's very strong data to support the use of mindfulness and meditation and breathing practices in yeah. terms of managing cortisol levels and stress levels. And I mean, even helping with improving hormone levels and things like that. It is, there's science behind it. It's effective. And I encourage anyone who has been hesitant to give it a try because it does kind of seem like pseudoscience, handy, wavy, blah, blah, blah right, stuff. Yeah. It is not. It is no. legit. There is a Real reason stuff. meditation has been a central practice of many cultures in the mm-hmm. world and many cultures who I would say are probably much more well-adjusted than us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so I would invite people who've, who've maybe thought about it, you know, there's lots of guided meditation things. Mm-hmm. Meditation can be hard to do on your own, especially yeah. at the beginning. I don't oh, yeah. do it on my own. I still nope. like to have some guidance. And so I still do mm-hmm. guided meditations, even though I've been doing it on and off for, you know, 10 years now almost. Right. And so tons of guided meditation options for you. The technology has just made it so easy to, to dive mm-hmm. in. I have used Calm. It's an app that... Um, you know, has a daily calm, a 10 minute thing. And then a bunch of other meditations. I use mm-hmm. headspace as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and all of these things are effective. They're helpful and I highly recommend them. So definitely yeah, given a big nod to meditation. And then the final thing that I think we need to talk about, because we've talked around it and you've mentioned it. And I think in mm-hmm. passing I have as well, but let's talk about therapy because yes. Therapy Absolutely. has a, a disturbing stigma associated with it in our culture. Mm-hmm. And people seem to have this idea that therapy 
Um, maybe it means you're weak or that you've got yeah, some problem. I don't know. There's all sorts yeah. of, you know, there's all sorts of, like I say, there's a huge stigma around therapy and that stigma needs to go away. And yes. tell me about your experiences with therapy and then I'll share mine. Yeah. So I have been going to therapy consistently for almost two years, a little less than two years. Um, and it's, it's incredible. It's been, it's like really just a way for me to reflect on why I have all these different like habits and thoughts and feelings and why I have these anxieties and why I, you know, am depressed and how to handle burnout. And, you know, obviously not a solution to burnout, but again, it, I honestly think it's a coping mechanism. It's a tool. Yeah. I think that every single person in the entire world should go to therapy. Even therapists (laughs) should go to therapy. My therapist still goes to therapy, which I think is amazing. She's like 55 and she goes to therapy too. So I'm like, that's amazing. You watched, you've watched part of Ted Lasso, haven't you? Yes. Have you made it? I've seen the part with the therapist. Yes. Okay. So, I, I mean, I love that scene in the second season where the therapist is on the phone with her therapist, yep. you know, and, and I <laughs> yep. loved that they, and one of the things that, um, I appreciated, especially about the second season of Ted Lasso is that Ted, the main character, mm-hmm. I mean, at one point he straight up says to the therapist, which I'm blanking on her name now, Dr. Oh, yeah, I, can't remember I wish I could remember. <laughs> Sharon is her first name. I can't remember her last name, but Doc mm-hmm. Sharon, um, she, he gets pretty argumentative with her and he just yeah. straight up says he, at one point he just says, she's like, well, why don't you want to do this? And he's like, because this is bullshit mm-hmm. and just says it to her. He's like, is what yeah. you do is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, and eventually he comes back around and they come to a good understanding and end up being, you know, fairly, uh, have, have a good relationship. But mm-hmm. I appreciated the fact that they took this main character. They let him express this thing that I think a lot of people feel. Mm-hmm. And then worked him through it. Yeah. And, you know, made it something that showed that it is a healthy, constructive, appropriate, normal thing. But I also appreciated that it deals with a little bit of the reason he doesn't like therapy is because he had a bad experience. Right. When he and his wife were having issues. And I think that that really highlights the fact that it is important for people who are considering therapy or who have done it and maybe had a bad experience to understand therapists are not all created equal. And you need to find a therapist who works with you. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody didn't work with you doesn't mean they don't work well for someone else. And so it doesn't mean right. that that person's a bad therapist. It just means they weren't the right therapist for you. Right. And, but finding somebody who you know, works with you, you work with them that you can mesh. It is a really powerful, powerful thing mm-hmm. because you've got this person who is, you know, an unbiased kind of uninvolved third party mm-hmm. who can listen to the things you're talking about, but doesn't intimately know all the details of that experience. And so then they can be like, well, why do you think that way? Or why do you mm-hmm. feel that way? Or yep. what about or this? Why do you think that is? <laughs> you know, That's a and, classic and, question. <laughs> and get you to a place where you can process these things through mm-hmm. to the point that it then becomes a healthy, constructive experience for you. And 
you know, I, I have done it a little bit. I haven't done it nearly as much as I probably should have. I admit that. Mm -hmm. uh, I did it a number of years ago when I was experiencing some burnout, uh, work-related burnout, um, and it wasn't a good fit for me. So I stopped going, you know, the, the therapist I was working with kind of decided, got, got a little fixated on a few things and decided to work in a direction that I just don't, I wasn't finding it helpful and it wasn't really mm -hmm. doing what I needed it to at that time. And so I stopped going and then I didn't do anything for a number of years until, you know, kind of halfway through last year, I was again, just feeling so burned out, so tired and overwhelmed and, uh, that I ended up signing up online and doing some online therapy through, again, they're a sponsor of podcasts. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, you guys want to come look this way, better help. We would be happy to advocate for you. <laughs> okay, I'll stop being a, a shameless show now. Um, but no, really, like, again, I had heard about better help through some podcasts that I listened to and said, okay, great. I, I've got a discount code for a month. Let me just try it and see. Mm -hmm. And the process was very good. I was able to go in and really put in, why am I looking for therapy? What are my concerns? What are the things I'm struggling with? What do I need? Mm -hmm. What are things that are important to me? What are values mm -hmm. that I have? And then it took all that information and then matched me up with a therapist. And um, she was great. You know, we would meet every one to two weeks and do a video session for about an hour. Mm -hmm. And then um, there was a lot of offline, you know, I could... Uh, reach out to her. She would answer me back. She would send me kind of homework assignments to do and things mm -hmm. like that during the course of the week through the platform. And it was really good. And I felt like I made a lot of progress. And then for very valid reasons, you know, she, she wasn't doing this full time. She has a full time job, but she was doing this kind of on the nights and weekends. So mm -hmm. the end of the year, she's like, I got to take some time off. And mm -hmm. then I just decided to not pursue, you know, not get another therapist for two months. And then right. my plan was to sign back up in January and here it's almost June and I still haven't signed back up. <laughs> so, so again, I recognize problems with me, uh, but right. it was nothing but a good experience. And I, I would invite anybody who's thinking about it, you know, find some way. Um, yeah. There, there's lots of options out there. Um, this is a whole other topic, uh, and that is mental health in medicine. It's another podcast topic for us to talk about mm -hmm. because there's a lot of issues with how mental health is, is dealt with. Right. But I do feel that it is becoming more common and more recognized that, hey, people need to be able and willing to take care of their own mental health, and that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Absolutely. They should do that. So. Mm -hmm. Yep, I completely agree. It was it has been an amazing thing for me, and I go once, sometimes twice a week <laughs> <laughs> for an hour, and it's l like it just gives me the tools to be able to get through life with yeah. having mental illnesses, which yeah. is yeah, I don't know what I'd be doing without it. So <laughs> it is I'm really glad tool. that it works well for you, and that you know. You, like so many of us, I mean, we're all on this path, this journey through life, and we all have challenges. And this is really just a matter of, we got to find the tools that work for us, that help yep. us get through these challenges. And I'm glad it's been something that's worked for you. So yeah, 1000%. Well, what else? Any other things that you can think of? Or I know we kind of hit all of my main points that I thought of. Yeah, I will just the, say at one point, my therapist did tell me that I needed to drink more water and listen to more metal. 
<laughs> I explained to her that, you know, I had to leave work one day cause I was have, well, I'd finished seeing my last patient, but then I just had a full on panic attack and had to leave work. And uh-huh. I remember her saying that I needed to drink more cold water and listen to more metal. And so that was when I got a pair of headphones and took them into my office so that if I really needed to crank it, I could crank it and then I can still dictate and the microphone that I'm dictating into won't be confused by the loud (laughs) by the loud metal music as well. Yeah. So no, yeah, for sure. I, we pretty much hit everything that I do because I don't really have time for much else. Right. It's a full time (laughs) job just taking care of yourself. Yeah. But I think I've mentioned this before, but one of the biggest things that my therapist tells me to do is to um, schedule unscheduled time yeah. <laughs> in my day-to-day life because I, I'm i a very schedule-oriented person and very, like, a time-oriented person. Like, I schedule, oh, this is going to take me an hour, and then this is going to take me 15 minutes, and then I got to get to this, 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 and this. And that can be good to an extent. <laughs> um, and then it turns bad, and it stresses me out, and <laughs> I have a time constraint for everything, even though I literally brought that on myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what she has been helping me do is just to schedule unscheduled time. Like I get all my homework done at the end of the day. And from 10 o'clock to 11, um, I literally do whatever I want. If I want to take an hour long shower, I will do that. If I want to read, I will do that. If I want to lay on my bed and stare at the ceiling, I will do that. (laughs) Or literally whatever I want to do. I need to have scheduled unscheduled time because there are so many things that I have to do every day, all the time. And that stresses me out. <laughs> no, it, it is so important. I will, you, you know, perfect example last night, um, your mom was getting ready to go to bed and I was going to get ready to go to bed too. I had some headphones in and I opened up, um, this music app that I use. Uh, Marvis is this, uh, music listening app that plugs into Apple music. So uh-huh. long story short, Underneath the recently added section, it has a little thing that's like albums that you haven't listened to in a while. So it'll surface something that just like suggestions. And I scrolled up and I looked there and there was the album Aphotic by November's Doom. Delicious, lovely death doom album. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll listen to some November's Doom. And I started listening to it. And I was like, I need to listen to this whole album. And so I did. Turned off lights. Laid down mm-hmm. in bed, just not all the way, kind of prop myself up. And mm-hmm. I just listened to the whole album. Just waited yeah. until it was done. It was about 50 minutes of me just jamming out to some death doom that was glorious and heavy and mournful and whatever. But it just, it hit. It was what I needed right. last night. And that's okay. Yeah. No, so. absolutely. Sometimes it's like, if you want to do something, you just got to do it. Yeah. Because totally. if you're putting all the constraints on yourself all the time, like I find myself doing, like I'm like, oh, I would really like to go get myself Wendy's. But then I'm like, oh, but then I have to spend money. Oh, and then I have homework. So, blah, 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 blah. but just, just go get yourself some freaking Wendy's. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a thing last night. I'm like, well, you know, it's Friday night. It's Saturday. I'm not on call tomorrow. I don't have any like specific time I have to wake up. So if I don't wake up until like, Six o'clock, which is kind of, you know, what, what my <laughs> that is ridiculous. Um, anyway, if it's, if something like that happens, I get a little stressed. I'm like, oh, I need to hurry and get to bed. I got to go to bed. And then right. all of a sudden last night I was like, no, it's okay. It is yeah. okay for me to just listen to this whole album. And when it was done, I was like, I'm glad I did that. Exactly. Yeah. So 
You got to take time for yourself. Points. <laughs> make time for yourself and mm-hmm. take care of yourself because guess what? Nobody else is going to take care of you. Other people can try. <laughs> no, but I don't mean this like, like that's the thing is other people can try. Oh, yeah. But if we are relying on other people to take care of us, it will eventually fail because they can't be there all the time. And that's not fair for us to put on them them. because they need to be taking care of themselves too. Mm -hmm. So take care of yourself out there. Be good. Agreed. (laughs) All right, Aubrey. Well, thank you. It's been good talking to you. And I always appreciate your insights into this stuff in case, you know, people who are listening haven't realized I'm an incredibly lucky person. I have incredible uh, family and children and Aubrey is a wonderful (laughs) example of just, you know, I sometimes look back and I go, dang, how did this kid grow up to be so smart? I did. It's nothing (laughs) that I had anything to do with. So, (laughs) Oh, whatever. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yes. I love, I love talking about this stuff too, because then, then I get excited to take care of myself. So everyone go take care of themselves right now. If you want to do something, just go do it right now. Just go do it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, until next time, Aubrey. Okay. See ya. Bye.